Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderbilt, your host today. Today I'm speaking with Glenn Melvin. Glenn is an Associate Professor and Clinical Psychologist at the Monash University Centre for Developmental Psychiatry and Psychology. He is also an Honorary Associate Professor at the University of Warwick in the UK. Glenn completed his PhD in the treatment of adolescent depressive disorder and has since conducted research into novel treatments for youth depression. His research interests include anxiety, school refusal, depression and suicide prevention. He is currently working on a program to support parents who have a child with anxiety or depression. He works with clinically with young people and teaches medical students about human development across the lifespan. And it's my great pleasure to welcome Glenn. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Glenn, today we'd like to really talk about stress and anxiety in children and how do you know when it's going to be an issue uh, or developing as an issue for, for young people. And I think that, you know, we, we sort of had a pre-discussion before we kept, before we started recording and, and we know that there's a difference between stress and anxiety, but sometimes parents find that very difficult to understand the difference or even how they're related. So can you explain that to us, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so stress is uh, um, a feeling and we often have when uh, we really have more on our plate uh, than we can um, cope with. So uh, I guess the demands on us are, are greater than our resources uh, um, to manage. And I guess when some kids and teens are stressed, um, that really gets them motivated and they try hard at their homework or to apply themselves to the problem that they're sort of experiencing. Um, others uh, can have uh, you know, emotional sort of responses here and can avoid situations. Um, I guess the other thing to know with uh, stress, that there can be uh, symptoms in our body uh, of, of stress sort of as well. I think that can contrast uh, anxiety, uh, which is really a, a normal human emotion um, and where we see uh, fear and or worry uh, uh, present in a, in a child or sort of a teen. And we're supposed to get uh, anxious at some point in our life. Uh, it's, a, it's a normal uh, um, experience. It's, it's a message um, and often it's uh, there to protect us from some sort of danger or threat. Um, so we're meant to sort of have this sort of experience and um, we can experience in sort of a number of ways um, and parents often pick up on these uh, um, signs or, or symptoms of, of anxiety. It can be uh, emotions, feeling tense or wound up and uh, um, nervous or apprehensive about something. Um, we can also see thinking symptoms um, as well of worry, I guess a classic sort of uh, anxiety sort of symptom, uh, or overestimating the chance of something bad happening. So it's a, it's a style of sort of thinking or that um, things are going to happen and I won't be able to cope. Um, so those are the sort of the thinking signs. We can also see um, for anxiety uh, uh, body signs, and so our body's sort of reacting. We can get stomach aches, uh, headaches, um, trembling or shaking, get the sweats uh, um, due to feeling sort of uh, anxious. Um, 
as well as that, we can see behavioural signs as well. So um, trouble sleeping at night, you know, the worries of the world um, come into the mind at bedtime. Uh, concentration problems uh, um, at school. Um, tantrums um, in um, usually more so younger uh, uh, children. Um, and uh, there can also be avoidance, uh, keeping away from things that uh, are um, anxiety sort of provoking. So if, so if parents are looking for, so you've, you've really covered that what's normal and then you've gone into what's the probably mm. the abnormal um, mm. presentation of both of those things. Um, so what should parents be looking for in terms of, you know, when do they say, Houston, we've got a problem? You know, what's, what symptoms or, or even longevity of symptoms or that would indicate something's not going well? Uh, yeah, look, I think there's a number of things that, that parents can, can look for. Um, they can see um, that um, their teen or child is having um, greater difficulties with anxiety than um, their peers. Um, so parents are talking to other parents. That's often a good way of getting a bit of an indication. Um, but uh, I guess one of the key signs is that the reaction um, the child has um, is out of proportion with the situation uh, um, there. So it's, uh, it's like, ooh, uh, I wasn't perhaps expecting uh, as much of a re response to going to swimming. You know, um, perhaps the child's uh, not enjoying the, the swimming lessons, but I wasn't expecting um, that level of, uh, of uh, uh, a tantrum or a, a bit of a meltdown uh, um, there. As well as that, we can see distress that's uh, um, too, uh, you know, persists uh, for too long. Um, um, and um, when um, kids uh, um, are unable to be, unable to be uh, sort of reassured, and so um, if they're um, anxious about going to a party and uh, sort of note that they're really unable to be uh, reassured that, you know, it'll be okay, they'll warm up and get into the party with all the other kids. Uh, um, there. So we see often after these sort of anxious responses of a lot of distress or, or too much uh, sort of distress for, for the situation that we might reasonably think, um, we can start to see avoidance. So um, there's no way I'm going to swimming lessons or there's no way I'm going to that party. Uh, um, that's been said, or no way, I'm, I'm not going. So kids start to sort of miss out on things um, and, and that avoidance um, that we see really um, starts to impact upon their life and their, and their development. Um, I suppose, Glenn, one of the things that you talked a little bit about the, what you know, young people can miss out on as a mm. um, experiencing higher levels of anxiety, um, one of the things that becomes a really big issue is the interface between home and school and, and the potential for, um, say, for school refusal. And, uh, you know, parents are at a loss, you know, schools that are at a loss because the, the, they tend to go down the punitive path first, which is, you know, absenteeism and then how do we rectify that and they do it through punitive measures because that's kind of where the law goes to. Mm. Um, but uh, if you were dealing with a behavioural issue that is related to a mental health issue like anxiety, what can parents do then to, um, to help their children overcome these issues? I mean, I know you've done you've done some you know uh, some research in, into this area, so we're really particularly interested in hearing from from you know the research point of view too, what you know causes it and what works in terms of helping turn that around. 
Uh, in, in terms of school refusal, um, so I guess this is a, a presentation where we see kids and teens um, not able to get to school and it's usually due to, uh, but not always, usually due to an uh, anxiety uh, about something around the school kind of situation and parents have attempted to, to send their, their child along to school, um, you know, um, get them up and get them going in the morning but have been sort of unsuccessful and these kids uh, stay home with parents sort of knowing that they're home sort of um, during the day. Um, and it can be a very stressful situation for parents. Uh, you know, if there was a, if there was a manual about uh, um, parenting um, uh, and somewhere in there would be well, part of the parent's job is to take the child to school. Um, so it's it's uh, and, and provokes a, a lot of um, and distress sort of in parents, um, but um, there are things that sort of uh, uh, parents can do. Sort of I guess thinking more broadly, um, when a child's um, um, anxious, um, we need to um, listen um, to what kids are anxious about. We have to get a good sort of understanding of well, what is it. Not just like oh, there's nothing to worry about here, uh, um, um, which is perhaps tempting but um, says to the child well okay no, no one's really hearing me and um, so we try and sort of work out what it is the child sort of uh, anxious sort of about um, it can be helpful for parents also to um, model um, uh, coping with anxiety um, themselves um, so showing the child um, that uh, we can do things sort of despite sort of being anxious and uh, um, there um, and I guess once we have a good understanding of what it is and we then can help um, uh, kids and teens uh, develop sort of strategies I guess uh, um, to manage uh, with uh, situations that they're, they're feeling sort of out, um, out of control with if you like I guess those are a, a few ideas um, and more broadly um, uh, specific to school refusal. Um, it's uh, important for parents to reach out to school um, and uh, chat with school earlier rather than later if their child is having trouble getting along to school. Um, and I think uh, the other strategies to look at what can be done in the morning um, and having a smooth kind of morning routine. Um, how do we avoid any unnecessary um, drama um, in the morning? So maybe that's having a shower in the evening uh, um, or understanding whose jobs are what in terms of getting lunches ready or, or, or whatever. So smooth morning um, sort of routines. Um, and I think um, parents who have... Um, kids and teens who have trouble getting along in school need a lot of persistence. <laughs> they need to um, show the child that, well, uh, this is a tough situation, but we're going to see it through. And I'm here uh, um, to help you uh, um, and make sure um, you, know, you get back in and uh, uh, back on a path uh, towards success. Fantastic. Um, Glenn, there's got to be some sort of benefit from having some sort of stress and anxiety. And I think we sort of talk about it always being the negative thing. Mm. Uh, what I, what I'm, I'm keen, um, we're keen to sort of portray in some of these podcasts is mm. the, the, a, a good toolkit for parents as well. But yep. what are the benefits? There are some benefits from feeling a bit of stress and feeling a bit of anxiety. And I think that, you know, 
we often don't engage with that as saying, well, that's normal. And here is what's good about it in terms of being human and what that means for us. So you want to outline that for us as well? Yeah, sure, certainly. Um, so, so there is um, a benefit um, uh, in... Uh, having kids and teens approach situations that they're somewhat anxious about. Um, uh, it's not quite that which does not kill me shall make me stronger, um, but it's sort of heading along those lines, if you like. Um, and um, if we um, put kids and teens in these sort of situations where it's going to provoke a little bit of anxiety, that's the environment where they can start to learn how to manage with those feelings and sort of to, to I guess, catch anxiety out, if you like, in that it, anxiety makes things seem worse than they are. It's an overestimation. Um, a colleague of mine talks about it. It's, a, it's like a, a false alarm. It's the, the fire alarm um, that the person can sort of hear. No one else can hear it, um, but it's a false alarm you don't need to tune into. And so we get better through experiencing these sorts of situations. Like many things, we get better at them when we practice the situation. Uh, um, and, uh, um, and so we get, need to get um, better. We, I guess we need to have some capacity or resilience um, against stressful situations, and we get that from experiencing a level of anxiety. And when should parents jump in? So I uh, I suppose, you know, parents sort of say, okay, you know, experience this and, you know, you'll, you'll grow from it. But at, yep. what point, at what point should parents step in? Because none of us likes, I mean, I had seen my, my children, you know, through that period where they were dealing with things. And, mm -hmm. um, and now, now they're adults and my mm. they still live with me. But, <laughs> but they're adults, right? And there's a whole new batch of other, other issues as young sure, adults. Sure, sure. Um, but as but as young younger younger as children and then as younger you know younger people younger adults or quite adults but in the high school years second years the temptation as a parent is to jump in and make it all smooth right yes yes um, of course and you've got to really pull back on a lot of in a lot of occasions to have that experience that you've just explained you know? mm, mm. but at what point should parents jump in do you think. Mm, mm. Yeah, look, I think uh, um, you've uh, described it well that uh, it, it is hard for, for parents. Uh, there's that natural instinct uh, to protect the child or the teen from, you know, things going wrong or them being uncomfortable or, 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 or distressed. Um, I guess it gets back to those earlier sort of signs where parents are perhaps picking up um, that, oh, the response to that was, you know, that situation that's, you know, as I said, I think swimming lesson or um, that party or that test or exam was far more than I might have expected. And if I check that out with perhaps some of my um, parents that I know, it might sort of seem a bit different. Um, or there's, uh, the stress is, is, goes on for too long. Uh, um, that's too persistent um, or unable to sort of calm down and regulate um, in a situation, it might be a sign um, for parents to say, hmm, maybe that is something um, they're having uh, a greater amount of difficulty with. Maybe they are experiencing a, a level of anxiety there and um, we need to sort of understand, again, what that anxiety is about, not dismiss it, tune into it. Um, and then look at, well, what, 
can um, the parent uh, um, um, do to sort of help and uh, where might we get some additional assistance. Okay. So just on that, that sort of takes me nicely into my next question, really, which was, um, you know, when, when should parents seek that professional help? Um, and then how would they go about doing that? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, um, when um, should they sort of uh, um, think about going uh, for help? I guess when, uh, as a broad rule, when there's an impact on functioning. And I guess when I say functioning, I mean um, doing what you normally do, um, whether that's um, uh, getting along to school, um, going to sports or hobbies, music, drama, um, these sorts of activities, um, going to parties, to family gatherings, um, other um, activities that the family's involved in. Um, so when there's um, that... Um, you know, real um, sign that, wow, this this uh, child or teen isn't able to keep up with homework, isn't able to socialise, um, isn't able to separate from me in younger children, then, uh, and that's getting in the way of them doing what they knew, need to do um, for their healthy development, then that's the time uh, um, to jump in. And who would you recommend that they go and see firstly? What would be the approach? Well, I think for, for most kids, there's a couple of people that are, are, are key. Um, one is a general practitioner, um, and I think uh, where possible, it's important for children and teens to have a regular GP, if, if that's at all possible. Um, so GPs um, are good to approach uh, about these type of issues as they're um, um, usually well connected with other sources of assistance um, within the community and uh, can direct um, people on. Um, and the other one is uh, someone in um, student welfare, uh, welfare coordinator um, and within the school um, to contact as uh, they too um, will, I guess, be able to perhaps provide some level of support within school um, if that's required or refer um, and to a, a practitioner sort of in the community or to online supports, these sorts of uh, uh, sources of information. So, it, I mean, GPs are able to make referrals to psychologists or, yes. or counsellors and so on. Yes. Um, and uh, I suppose that the, the key message really is to keep that communication going between home and school. Yes. But, you know, so that the child is supported um, and that there's an understanding of what's going on for that young person. Yes, yeah. Um, keeping connected um, and I guess also seeking help sooner rather than later. Yeah. Even if it's uh, if a parent's concerned, uh, ringing um, uh, someone in student welfare at the school or school psychologist um, or um, making an appointment with, to chat with the GP. This is what's happening. What do you think? Uh, and does this sound normal or is there something here that would, um, uh, you know, my child sort of needs some support with? Because I guess the, we know that the earlier we get in, the better. Uh, um, there and and I guess uh, it's important because anxiety can be a chronic problem uh, um, for some kids and teens so it's, it's an important one to get on to. Ben, this wasn't something we'd, I'd flagged with you but it's mm. a bit of conversation. Sure. Um, what, what is the impact um, 
well, what's the potential impact of, of parents perhaps catastrophizing? You know, this is happening with my child and responsibility. And then, of course, I'm, think, I'm imagining sort of a feedback loop of, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my child's anxious, I'm anxious. Yes, sure. Anxious. Um, sure. So, I mean, you, you want the best for your child, but there's also, I'm imagining there'd be that potential for that to be reflected on, you know, the parent feeling, you know, unsure about and anxious about that feels having an impact on the child too. Yeah, sure. Look, it's, I think it is a good uh, uh, point. Um, look, I, I think a couple of things. Anxiety is treatable. Um, that's, a, I think, an important message that um, needs to be heard by uh, um, parents. And uh, I guess... Um, uh, um, it is important um, for parents to be as calm as possible, um, sort of in these situations and, uh, and there. But at the same time, we're, we're all human um, and perhaps there's opportunities uh, for parents if they are anxious about something um, to then demonstrate to the child, well, you know, I was anxious about, you know, I had to give this presentation at work or I was worried about this uh, um, and this is how I handled it. Uh, of course, we have to be age appropriate with these sorts of things. Um, but modelling, as we call it, demonstrating uh, um, to kids um, that if uh, mum or dad's anxious about something, you know, these are the things that they can do to help. So then the child goes, oh, okay, well, next time I face something I'm anxious about, you know, there are things I can do or, or a bit of a process of asking mum, oh, you know, I'm worried about this party on the weekend, you know, uh, and I said, well, you know, I was worried about I had to go to this work party and I, you know, uh, I was feeling anxious about that. You know, this is what I did uh, uh, there. So I guess we turn that into an opportunity um, for the parent to sort of uh, um, model uh, a coping sort of response. Parents aren't expected to uh, be able to cope everything uh, uh, that comes their way. I think that uh, has benefit if the parent can show, well, you know, when I'm faced with a problem, I've got a process. This is, a th uh, you know, there are things we can do uh, uh, to help. Oh, that's really useful. Thanks, thanks, Len. I think too, um, how useful is it when you're... Um, perhaps discussing with your child, you know, working through a particular issue uh, and looking back at other um, events that were sort of similar where they may have been dealing with similar types mm -hmm. of emotions. Yep. You know what, you got through that. Mm -hmm. What did you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, can you explain that process perhaps and, and, and maybe if that's a... If that, how useful that is in, in, in getting the young person to start thinking about, you know what? kind of got credit here on what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess a couple of things come to mind. Um, what you're doing there is really tapping the resources of, of, of the young person and um, that's a good message in of itself, uh, um, that there are things that they're doing that are helping um, with managing sort of the anxiety. 
Um, but you're also um, correcting um, perhaps a bias um, that we can see in kids that are, are anxious uh, um, to forget about past successes and triumphs and, and become very wrapped up in now uh, and not be able to sort of feel very stuck and, and not be able to sort of work through. You say, well, as you say, think back to, well, didn't this happen last year? And, and was it as bad as you thought? No, no, it wasn't actually bad that other party I went to. It was okay. I managed and I saw these friends and, and I felt calm and we had a good time. Might this one be saying, ah, oh, well, you know. So I think drawing on that expertise uh, of the child's, uh, um, well, the child's expertise, isn't it? Um, and um, their experiences can be a powerful uh, um, a mechanism or device, if you like, for drawing them into that more coping uh, mind frame, um, if you like, and that you can do it uh, uh, there. Like, uh, I guess one thing um, working with kids who've refused school, um, you know, if it's if you're in um, grade six um, and you've attended sort of, you know, more or less through the past sort of five years, you've probably been to school about a thousand days. Uh, um, in past, and you draw that to a grade six or ten, you've been to school a thousand times. You know what else have you done a thousand times? Like, oh yeah, well actually I have. Uh, um, so that gives them a sense of confidence. Then that well, I've dealt with some ups and downs in the past. Maybe I can go tomorrow. Maybe I can approach that situation I'm fearing at school. Yeah. That's really powerful. A thousand times. You, 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 you put it down like, like that, you go, yeah, I've got this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this many times before. That's, that's the hope, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wonderful speaking with you and thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your insight with us i'm sure parents will um, be re-listening and re-listening to your words of wisdom thank you to our guest speaker we hope you enjoyed today's topic want to know more about this podcast and other vpc podcasts please visit the vpc website vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sidney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.